give yourself grace. You are where you are. And so the biggest tip I have is to start slow and to start small because a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we're not in this perfect state. But in reality, we're rarely in a perfect state. But what I would say, what I say to my clients is we're going to start really small and we're going to start with really baseline good habits and we're going to build from there. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and happy fall, y'all. I had to throw in a little Texas twang in there. We are officially in fall, and it is one of my favorite times of the year. I am currently recording this with my fuzzy slippers on, and I'm looking outside where it is about 65 degrees this morning. I'm sure it'll get back to the 80s at some point because this is Texas after all, but I am really, really enjoying this fall weather we have this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm really, really excited that you are here. I love that each week I get DMs and emails and messages from y'all telling me what you loved about an episode or asking questions or giving feedback. It really helps me to feel like that we are in this together. I know that I already feel like that we are good friends, and sometimes it can feel one-sided with me just talking to you through your speakers or your earbuds, but I want to hear back from you. I want you to be a part of this show as well. So do me a quick favor, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram or your Facebook stories, and let me know what episode are you listening to, what are you enjoying, tag me in it so that I can see it and repost it, reshare it. I would love to feel connected to you in that way. So grab that screenshot and share it on your Instagram or your Facebook feed or stories. All right, guys, we have a really fun interview today. I am chatting with Jennifer Nagel, who's a certified personal trainer and body transformation expert. Her company, Figured Out Fitness, specializes in helping women over 30 get fit for life. And one of the things that we really talked about in our conversation was how she has been able to take her business online. You know, you think personal training, you think in person. And with everything that's gone on in the past year, we can't do a whole lot of in-person or a lot of in-person businesses are kind of falling apart right now. And the fact that she's able to make that transition and be successful at it was really interesting to me. And of course, we also get into the mind and the body and why it's so important that as women and as moms and business owners and wives and friends that we are taking care of ourselves because typically we are the last things that we focus on and we want to make sure that our health and our well-being and our mental state is well taken care of because that's going to affect everything else in our lives. I've struggled with this in the past few months with just not having a healthy routine. I have not been going to the gym. I have not been moving my body as much as I know that I need to, and it's affecting me physically, but it's also affecting me mentally. About two or three months ago, I was invited to start going to this weekly boxing class just here near my house. It's a lady that teaches classes out of her shop by her home, 
And I've fallen in love with it again. I've fallen in love with being active and being physical, but it's also, it's more than just the physical aspect of it. It is how clear my mind is. I feel refreshed. I feel like I get some social time in because I'm around other women who are enjoying the same thing. And I feel good about myself again. And that translates into all aspects of my life. It translates into how I feel in the morning when I get out of bed and how productive I get to be during the day. It affects how patient I am with my kids. It affects how much time I want to spend with my husband and how good I feel about how I look and how just the way I carry myself. It's it's incredible the amount of power that feeling healthy and the mental and the physical connection has. And that is something that I think a lot of us might be missing right now or struggling with right now when we don't have our normal routines in place. So I'm excited for you to hear my conversation with Jennifer. We do talk about that. We talk about her business model. Uh, We talk about what she does for her clients. There's so much greatness in this interview. So let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Jennifer Nagel. All right, guys, I am here with Jennifer Nagel. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for joining us. I'm super excited to chat with you today. How are you? I'm great, Kendra. I'm really happy to be on your program and uh, excited. It's been an interesting and exciting year, and I can't wait to talk to your audience. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, so I want to start before we jump into our conversation today. I want you to introduce yourself a little bit of your background, kind of who you are, what you do, how you help women. And then we'll dive into the conversation we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Well, my name's Jennifer, as you, you've already introduced, and I am a certified personal trainer. And people hire me to help them get into the best shape of their life, particularly high-performing women over 30. And I talk about a lot about body transformation, but I'll be honest, it's not just the outside that we're transforming. And I got into this work in a very interesting way. Like I did not, I've always loved health and fitness. I've always loved exercise, but from a career standpoint, I worked as, in higher education as an executive for a good part of my career. So I worked at a particular institution for 15 years. And, you know, I always loved health and fitness, but never thought about doing this as a career for myself. Um, but fast forward, you know, fast forward a few years into my job at the university and I got promoted, which was like, woohoo, yay. But then at the same time, I went through a divorce and I instantly became a single mother. And it was just a lot of change, a lot of change, a lot of stress, a lot of hardship. And um, let's just be honest, I did not take good care of myself throughout that. So I lost divorce weight and I gained divorce weight. And then I was under a lot of stress. I didn't sleep. I was drinking caffeine. Like, you know, you might as well have hooked an IV to me. And, you know, my body started to reflect that and my health started to reflect that. So I got a big wake up call because I took myself to urgent care because I was just feeling really funny. And thank God I did that because my blood pressure was through the roof and a couple of doctor's visits. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. I was only in my early 30s. It's not something that runs in my family. So I couldn't, like, you know, fall back on that excuse. It was clearly <laughs> stuff that I was doing to myself. So it was really in that moment that I decided that I had to personally make some changes because the idea of not being there for my little girl was just devastating. And so it took me some time. You know, I'm not going to say I was one of those poof overnight. Yeah, I had it because that's just not reality. 
but it took me some time to start incorporating new habits. I really started getting back into what I loved about health and fitness. I dug deep into certifications and other education. And then fast forward several years, you guys don't need to know how many, (laughs) you know, I, um, you know, at 15 years into my other career, I just knew I wanted to do something bigger and something that would really impact women who were just like me. So I started Figured Out Fitness, which is the name of my business. And um, I work exclusively online with women, which is awesome because it allows me to touch people outside of my community. So I get to work with people all over the country. um, And I get to work with people who have really non-traditional schedules. So career women, entrepreneurs, and people who struggle finding time. So I get that. I understand that life. I've lived it for a really, really long time. And it's been really great being able to help people not only transform their physical health, but help them understand how to do it in a way that makes sense for their lifestyle. So that's me. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was jotting down ideas of things I want to make sure I touch on with you, (laughs) but one of them was, okay. So you mentioned you have a daughter. Is that your only child or do you have others? Um, well, now we have, ex- so I went through divorce and somewhere in my long story, <laughs> I did get remarried. So we actually have nice. a pretty big blended family of four kids. So it's oh, wow. me and my husband and then our kids range from 15 to 26. So we've got high school, high school, just graduated from high school and adulthood. So yeah, wow. we've got kids along the whole spectrum, but yeah, so definitely um, those changes too, like understanding how to blend families and to go from just cooking and eating and having a life around one child and one adult versus like six. That's, that was. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I know you'd mentioned like your daughter. That's what made me think of it is I've got two kids, two daughters of my own. They're younger. They're eight and four, which is bad. Mm -hmm. I have to remember that. I had to take a second to think. I was like, wait a minute, how old are they? (laughs) Um, But I, you know, I've been on, I mean, I've been on a journey my whole life of roller coaster, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. And I find myself right now that kind of what you mentioned before, like just kind of that unhealthy state where, especially with everything that's been going on and we've been home so much, people think, oh, well, you're home more, like you're cooking it more at home and this and that. But for us, like, it's been more like, what's the fastest, most convenient thing? Well, some nights that's macaroni and cheese or it's ordering pizza and you know, I'm not a coffee drinker. So I get up and I have a dosh pepper in the morning or I have some, some kind of like a Coke or something. And I only have maybe one or two a day, but it's still more mm-hmm. than I probably should have. And I was listening to you kind of tell your story and I was like, gosh, what an example you've probably been for your daughter and your other children now as well. And your husband that you were able to kind of turn things around and that you said, look, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to make a change. And just, I'm sure the progression that she's watching you has got to be a great example. Have y'all had like conversations about that with your, in your family or how has that gone? Oh, I would love to say that we sit down and have these wonderfully deep (laughs) conversations, but the reality is that our kids learn so much more from just watching and observing what we do than us telling them anything. So I remember when I used to work out in my little like crappy two bedroom apartment (laughs) with my daughter. Like she would just start getting up and doing stuff with me because mm-hmm. she just saw that's what we do. That's what we do in the mornings. And same with now. It's like when I think some of the biggest things, if I, if I did have to point to anything was the language that we use with our kids. So yeah. it wasn't about like dieting or, um, you know, weight loss or anything like that. It was about energy and fuel and making sure we're eating the things that make us feel really good 
and how to understand what your body feeling good is like. Cause we don't, you know, our kids don't count calories. They don't track no. macros. They don't do any of that stuff. But I'm like, did you eat? <laughs> You're going to practice. Did you eat good food so you can fuel your body and perform well? Mm-hmm. Um, so the language is a bit important, but also just being an example. My husband um, is also a personal trainer, which is great because we all have the practice of exercising pretty much daily. And our kids know that that's important. And we prioritize that we plan our meals together. We make sure we eat good food. We, you know, we definitely are not like eating Brussels sprouts every day. I mean, we have some foods that we enjoy too, but it's, you know, showing our family about balance, teaching them about balance, showing them balance is okay. Um, But also just having an active lifestyle, a, a very healthy lifestyle. And I think that's been the biggest influence on our kids they never listen to us. We actually sit down and try to actually speak to them about something important. (laughs) Yeah, No, I think that's so true. I mean, they do, they learn so much more from example than anything else, which is, which can be a great relief in some cases, because people who aren't great with having those conversations, like, okay, then they just watch it. But for some people who are like, oh, maybe I need to really look at what I'm doing as an example. (laughs) But for me, like, again, with mine being so young, like you said, like, it's the language. It's not the fact that like, I don't want my eight-year-old to ever come to me and be like, I need to lose weight or I need to, are you, are we on a diet or whatever? I want it to be more Mm -hmm. like making healthy choices. And the other night she has got, she's like me, she's got a sweet tooth. And so at the end of every meal, she's always like, well, I ate all my food. Can I have a dessert? You know? And we've been trying to have a conversations and talk a little bit around the idea of like, what's, you know, that we don't need desserts after every meal and we don't need desserts every day. And those are special occasions. Um, and the other day she came in and we, she, we'd eaten a really early dinner and they were out, she was outside playing and she came in and she was like, I'm still hungry. And I said, okay, well, what do you think you, you might want? She's like, you know, I really think I want an apple. And I was like, (laughs) that's a great choice, you know, and just kind of reinforcing that. And I think that, you know, she was really almost proud of the fact that I was excited for her to make that healthy choice. I love that, you know, it really is about that examples and just having those little moments of, you know, celebrating good choices and not necessarily punishing bad ones, but redirecting, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yeah. And anytime you can reinforce good behavior and that works for us adults too. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times people are like, Jennifer, how do you motivate clients? It's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't believe life works on motivation, but when we, when we start to establish habits or try to create new habits, of course, being excited and people, you know, providing some some celebration and gratification around doing good things. It makes us want to do more good things. That's how we're wired this evening. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. 
Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So you made the switch and started your own business. How long ago did you say you started that? Yeah. So officially it's been two and a half years since I filed my LLC, probably unofficially. Um, I was coaching people prior to that online. Um, and then I'd always, interestingly enough, you would think having a full-time, you know, big job as I had, I didn't have time for anything else, but I actually um, used to own um, brick and mortar fitness studio. And then I, after we closed that, sold that, I did in-person <laughs> personal mm-hmm. training at some of our larger facilities in my community. But yeah, I really thought that I could have the most impact with people going online. So yeah, two and a half years officially, probably about like three years unofficially online exclusively. And then a couple years prior to that with the brick and mortar business. I love that you moved it online. I was going to ask you about that too, before we kind of get into the the fitness side of this and the health side of this. But, you know, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs who start a business, especially like in your industry where it's the fitness and the health and wellness, and they think it needs to be this one-on-one in-person, make a big impact. And the problem with that is that you really limit yourself on on how much you can do mm-hmm. when you're meeting with clients one-on-one, especially like with everything that's happened with covid I'm sure that would have shut down a lot of that, which, whereas with the online, you were probably able to keep working through that time. And mm-hmm. so was that a, a choice you made because of that? Or was it more like a, you wanted to be able to fit into other people's schedules? Like what was the thought process behind that deciding to go online? Yeah, it was really all of the above, but mainly driven because like I said, I had a brick and mortar studio. And what I quickly learned was you're right. You trade time for dollars. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to help people, but I didn't want to burn myself out. And that's exactly what we were doing. And at the same time, blending a family. So, you know, I kept thinking, gosh, I really love this work. I really want to do this work, but it can't look like this. I need to figure out a different way. Um, and when I started looking at online, it wasn't popular or sexy like it is now. <laughs> um, it was kind of like, okay, get your Google spreadsheets and all of this other stuff. But Um, technology has really made it possible for us to do some really great things. And yes, through COVID, my business has actually grown. But I think the reason it grew was because people, all of a sudden, we were all forced to start using technology in very creative ways. And so before, when I used to talk with people about online personal training, they thought, I mean, it was like this unicorn of an idea, like nobody knew what I was doing. But now it's like the using Zoom and using different apps. Um, and my company uses a lot of apps to communicate with clients and to deliver programming to clients. And it becomes actually a very high context kind of experience. So the reason I love online training too is because when I was a, when I was coaching people in the studio or in the gym, I could only see them maybe like once, twice, max three times a week. And, and in order to create real change and, and real adaptation, you need to really be working with people a lot more than that. People needed to see their coach more than once a week. <laughs> Not only that, I'm able to incorporate things like lifestyle habits and habit coaching and nutrition and all of the things that really get in the way for us to be successful because it's rarely about the information. It's more about the application of the information. And that's what people need help doing, especially us women, especially women who are 
in careers, entrepreneurs travel a lot, have non-traditional schedules. Just nobody has time to, you know, set up their appointment, drive into the gym, do the gym stuff, shower, drive back. I mean, most, most of us just don't have that kind of schedule. So I wanted to really address that opportunity for people as well. Yeah, I think that's so great. I think you're, and you're right. Like it's been interesting to see how people have adapted using technology in their business when you're kind of forced to do it when you don't have much other choice. <laughs> you will so, learn yeah. Zoom or you, you will, will learn. I know, I know. And I think we're all wishing we'd bought stock in Zoom, you know, that's six real. or eight months ago. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So this is kind of going to get into a little bit of a, a personal question, but it'll dive into from there. So I know for me, you know, I mentioned that I've always kind of struggled with health and wellness and just that up and down roller coaster. And with everything, with the quarantine and being stuck at home, I used to be a member of a gym. I still am technically, I just haven't been in a while. Um, and when everything shut down, like, of course, that was the first thing that, that one of the first things that shut down. So I haven't really been into a gym in a while. And of course being home, like there's the home workouts and the different apps, and there's all these different things. And I had great intentions of like, okay, I'm going to, every day we're going to have this routine and, and my girls love to do little exercise videos. So they'll, you know, we'll pull up like cosmic kids yoga and they'll do a yoga thing. And then, you know, they'll, I'll go do one of mine in a different room or we'll do one together. And, and I had these visions. And of course, after about four or five days that went out the window <laughs> and I, and so I think through this whole, you know, COVID situation, you've had sort of these phases where in the beginning, everyone was like, you know, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then you have these, you know, that block of time where you're like, this is terrible. I'm just going to live in my sweatpants. Who cares if I gain weight? Cause they have stretchy pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and of course people were at the beginning, everyone's like, we're going for walks every day and we're getting outside. And then, you know, of course I live in Texas. It's hot. It's already in the nineties and the hundreds. So outdoor activities are limited now. And so, but now we're getting back to like the tail end of this, or hopefully the tail end of it, where we're kind of, I think, swinging back in the other direction of like wanting to feel good again. We've, we've kind of gone through the, the downhill slope and we're like, okay, now it's time to get back on track. It's time to feel good about ourselves. It's time to, whether it's lose weight or get healthy or make better choices. So I want to kind of go through like, what are some of the tips that you would give like your clients who were kind of going through those same sort of pendulum back and forth swings and how do you get them back onto like a a good track or a good system that works? That's such a great question. And I'm so glad you asked that because the first thing I always want to acknowledge with clients is like this pandemic is, it's a pandemic. I mean, it's not just like, Oh, this thing happened. It's like a global pandemic. And this was one of the biggest interrupters that you could possibly think of. So the very first thing is you have to give yourself a little bit of grace. Like even in the beginning, you know, you had a routine and then it was completely disrupted. And especially depending on which state you're in was really disrupted. And maybe you just didn't go anywhere. Um, I'm in Michigan, so we, we did not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to give yourself a little bit of grace. So wherever you're starting from, whether you're one of those people who are like, yes, I'm going to go for a run. And you actually went running and worked out every single day. And, or you're someone who's like totally the opposite and like hand in the Cheerios, drinking wine every day. Like that's <laughs> normal. I mean, give yourself grace. You are where you are. And so the biggest tip I have is to start slow and to start small because a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we're not in this perfect state, but 
in reality, we're rarely in a perfect state. But what I would, what I say to my clients is we're going to start really small and we're going to start with really baseline good habits. And we're going to build from there because um, I'm a huge fan of atomic habit habits by James Clear. And I don't oh, know if anybody's so read that, yes. but I love his advice about the two minute habit. Any big goal can be broken down into a two minute habit. So let's say I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, in order to do that, I need to eat this combination of food. And in order to do that, I need to meal plan. In order to do that, I have to, you know, make a grocery list. So your two minute habit becomes make a grocery list. And then you celebrate that. And you can always continue to add to that. I think a lot of times we just get so frustrated that we want to have everything happen now. And we have to do this big thing in order to get going. And in reality, it's the little things that count and doing the little things consistently. So for anybody who's like getting ready to gear up and or to you know deal with whatever damage happened during quarantine, <laughs> we got to just pick one or two things, smart, really, really small, build on those successes and those habits, and then celebrate the success. I mean, I love telling people I have no magic formulas. I just have good common sense. And, and that's the way that a lot of success stories happen, you know? Yeah. I love, and, and I, I love how you just broke that down with the idea of like, going back to the beginning of like, where do you start? So breaking down the big idea of like, yeah, I want to cook a healthy meal for my family every single night. And that seems like a really great lofty idea and it can feel really overwhelming. But when you backtrack and you go, well, what do I need to get there? Mm-hmm. And when you realize what well, starts with making a grocery list and I'm notorious for the one who, and this actually, this whole pandemic has helped me with this, but I used to be the one that was like on Sunday afternoons, I'd go to the grocery store. I'd walk aimlessly up and down the aisles, listening to a podcast, not really with, I mean, I would have some general ideas of like our typical things we need in our house that we have in our pantry or our fridge, but no real plan in place. And Mm -hmm. once everything shut down and we started doing online grocery orders and, you know, delivery groceries or picking up at the store, I had to have a list. I couldn't just walk up and down the aisles. And so it's caused Mm -hmm. me to start creating weekly lists and, we use our Amazon Alexa and we tell like anytime we're, we open the pantry, like, Oh, we're out of Ziploc bags. We put on our Alexa list, which helps a lot. Cause then I don't have to sit down and remember everything. Right. It's, it's constantly being added, but the idea of making it simple like that, and then building on that simple idea of, okay, I'm going to make a goal maybe to become a habit of making a grocery list each week. And then right. that becomes into something bigger. I think that's so powerful because we do, I know I get overwhelmed you know, I think about the idea of like, I want to be that person who enjoys working out because I do like, I'm better at the working out than I am about the eating healthy. (laughs) (laughs) And I enjoy exercise. I really, I I enjoy the energy I get from it. I enjoy feeling strong and powerful, but the idea of having to do something really high intensity and, and involved every day feels very overwhelming sometimes. Right. And yeah, you could easily break that habit down. You want to do that right now? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Let's do it. So let's say your, what is your, your ultimate intention? Like five days, four days, tell me how often you'd like to work out. Um, I would say five days a week Mm -hmm. would be my goal. Yeah. Okay. And so what do you need in order to have that time available to work out five days a week? Um, well, I would need one of either two things. One is it all comes down to childcare. So whether I could have something like for my kids to do or have someone to watch my kids, that's the big part. Okay. So if we could, you said your kids like the, what's the yoga? It's cosmic kids yoga. Cosmic kids yoga. Okay. And how long is that? Uh, it's like 30 minutes. 
perfect. So maybe your first habit is I'm going to, for at least one time a week, put in a cosmic kids yoga and do 30 minutes of exercise and start there and see how that goes. And then if you can, you know, then secure some additional help to watch the kids, or maybe they find cosmic yoga part two, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they can do that while you have 30 minutes. Maybe it's like, all right, well, when um, my friends or my partner, my spouse or whoever is around, then I can secure an additional 20 to 30 minutes of exercise. And so then you do it two times a week. So, I mean, the key is like, if you are doing absolutely nothing now, 30 minutes and getting into the habit of doing that is great. So the, the, the win is not necessarily like I, you know, working out four or five days a week. The win is I'm the person who creates a habit and is consistent around working out 30 minutes per week. That's who I am. And so when you kind of start to identify with that, like who you are in that, you know, that identity piece, and then start building the habits around it then you can be like, oh, I'm going to be the person who can find two days a week for, <laughs> for yeah. exercise. So just breaking it down and you're not necessarily to be right at four or five days right away, but you're going to be able to establish some really great habits and key routines and start to figure out how to make it even easier to progress to where you want to be. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, because... I'm the type of person that's like, I'm an all in or all out kind of. And I forget that there's that in-between area of you have to do certain steps to get to there. So I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do five days a week. And then when a week comes up and, you know, either other things came into play or I just didn't feel good or I was tired or whatever, I don't do the full five days and I beat myself up for it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't do this. And then the next week I don't do any days. And so I, I need, I know for me on the type that I need to find that middle ground 
of not all or nothing, but something. Yeah. I call that being addicted to the grind. Cause I know I'm, I'm a lot like that too. And I find that a lot of high-performing women are like that business owner. I mean, it's like, I like to go, go, go. Cause there's some sort of satisfaction and feeling like you're such a badass. Like you're, you're like really mm-hmm. able to grind it out. But unfortunately that behavior also leads to people like it's not sustainable. Like there's a stopping point because you cannot grind forever. So it's hard. Like it does take practice. And that's why, you know, I work with coaches myself and accountability people to make sure there's always someone to remind me like, Hey, Jennifer, maybe if you slow down a little bit, <laughs> like, maybe you don't have to do all of this. Yes. Maybe you start with the one thing, but yeah, I, I find that as a normal, um, I see that a lot in the co- clients that I work with because they're just so like, you know, we're so ingrained to perform and do well and working hard, which are not bad things, but sometimes we can take it too far and then we just mm-hmm. burn out. Yeah. Yeah. The burnout's definitely a struggle with everything. I mean, with business, with health and wellness, with life in general, burnout is tough. It's you got, you got to find that way to kind of keep yourself from going too extreme and burning out. Hey there, friend. Are you feeling overwhelmed with your business? Like really overwhelmed? Trust me. I have been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's not fun. And I get it. You started this business because you want to do something that you love, something you're passionate about. You have a vision for your business that is bigger than what you are seeing it accomplish right now. And you've Googled all the things you've read, all the blog posts, and you've listened to all the podcasts, and yet you still feel stuck. And maybe you have even invested money in online programs and courses that have sat on your computer unfinished and unimplemented. I know because I've done the exact same thing. What you need in your business is someone to come alongside you and walk you through the step-by-step processes that will help you move your business forward. And that is why I've created the Business Builders Membership. It's unlike any other membership program out there. And let me tell you why this can really help you grow your business. Each month inside your membership platform, you will get a new business toolkit based on one topic that's going to help you grow your business that month. Instead of courses that give you 5 million topics at one time, we are going to really break down one specific topic in your business that you can dive into, you can break down, and you can implement in your business so that you start to see immediate results. That's what I want for you. I want you to see results each and every month to know your business is growing and moving forward. Inside each monthly toolkit, you will have PDF templates, video tutorials, workbooks, and customizable templates that you can utilize right away to grow your business. And you also get a monthly social media calendar. So you never have to worry about what you should post on social media. It's all right there done for you. But the best part is you get to become part of the business builders inner circle. This is a dedicated Facebook group to members of the Business Builders community where we really get hands-on in your business. You get one-on-one help from myself and other amazing business coaches to help you with any issues that come up in your business. It's an incredible community of women who are building amazing things right alongside you. Did I mention that you get all of this for just $27 a month? Yes, you heard that right, $27 a month. 
Other online programs and mentorships can cost hundreds, even thousands of dollars. But I believe that building a successful business doesn't have to break the bank. That's why I'm giving you all of this incredible content and an amazing community for only $27 a month. Head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business builders to join the community today. I can't wait to see you in there and to help you grow your business and build something amazing together. Um, so you mentioned that you work, a part of the reason you went with the online program is you work with a lot of women who have, you know, non-traditional schedules or, uh, you know, that are career women, or I'm thinking like even, you know, healthcare workers that have, you know, random shift work, things like that. So those are people who obviously are looking for ways to fit in health and wellness and fitness to a lifestyle that's not always consistent. So what advice do you have for them? Because that's definitely something I think as we all kind of create a new normal in our schedules, we're all like, okay, well, everything went from, I had it figured out from like, I go to work, I do these things, I work out, I do this to, okay, well now my day looks completely different. How do I fit that in? So what tips do you have for finding those little pockets of time or making it work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And you're right. I do work with people who have these really funky schedules and healthcare workers who have been on the front lines for a really long time. Um, you know, especially these days, it's been tough. But like the biggest thing is you have to be open to changing it up a little bit. So whereas you might be used to like, okay, I've got one hour at, you know, 7am and I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And now your schedule looks different, or you got to be on a plane or you are working like 4 p.m. to whatever. So sometimes you have to be open to changing some things, which is not comfortable for us as humans. But, and I like to look at things like, all right, can we shorten? Um, and, and when it comes to exercise in particular, because that's usually when people have, are having a hard time carving out time. Food is, is actually one of the more important things. And I'll, I'll kind of loop back to that. With exercise, if you um, are able to shorten your sessions, that's awesome. You can have multiple sessions in a day. Scientifically, if you're getting like what, 10, 15 minutes and you do multiple sessions, that might work. So what that could look like is maybe before you go to work, before you shower, you have like a 15 minute hit workout. And then maybe during your lunch, you go for a, a long walk. You know, you can like start to pair some things up differently. It doesn't have to look like what everyone tells us it should look like. You may have been used to going to a class and now you have to actually do something that's online, whether that's an online class or like um, an online program like mine. Um, but you just have to be willing to change it up a little bit and to flow with it and be really happy celebrating the, the base success. Like maybe your goal shouldn't be like, I need to work out one hour at 8 a.m. every day. It should be, I want to move for 30 minutes today. I want to move for this amount of time four days a week. And then you could be really open to how that comes in, you know? So on the food side, and I really want to emphasize this because nutrition is really, really, really important. I can't tell you how important nutrition is. And it has nothing to do with, I mean, weight loss, if that's your goal, great. But nutrition is important because it provides you the energy that you need to really get through your day in a healthy way. So when I was telling my story, um, I was like hooked on caffeine. Like Dr. Pepper was my drug of choice. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yes. That was mine too. Dr. Pepper was my drug of choice. And yeah, it got me through the day, but I felt miserable. Mm -hmm. So now I drink 
far, far, far less caffeine, if any, on some days. And I'm making sure I'm eating good protein, fruits, vegetables, that kind of thing. And the energy that I have is through the roof. So the other thing is like when people are really having a hard time doing things, they just have to really mind not only the exercise and the physical, um, you know, movement piece, but they really should be hunkering down on the nutrition. And there's so many ways you can make nutrition convenient that, um, you know, I really tell people focus there first, because whenever you're fueling your body, well, it likes to do good things for you. You'll have the energy to exercise. You'll be able to get through your crazy day. You'll be able to roll with things more better than, than if you were, if you're eating like crap food and, and Dr. Pepper. So yeah, definitely fuel your body so that you are able to have a really amazing outlook, energy, your stress stays low, you sleep well, really well. And those types of things help you address any kind of changes and transitions that you have to deal with in your new schedule or throughout your day. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Gosh, yeah, the food thing. I My best friend and I, she moved to Colorado a year ago, and so we have been we chat actually every day now on Marco Polo app and we both have talked about like wanting to be healthier and, and lose weight along with that. Like we always say like losing weight's our goal, but we also just want to be healthy. And we, so every day we'll kind of get on and we'll kind of talk about like what we did that day, whether it was a workout we did or what we ate and what healthy choices we made or didn't make. And we always joke that if we could combine ourselves, we'd make the perfect person because (laughs) she hates working out. She, that's like her least favorite thing to do. She doesn't like to exercise, but she can be so good about making healthy choices. You know, when she puts her mind to it, like she'll even fix a meal for her kids that she knows that they're going to love. And then a healthy version for herself, like a healthier version for herself. Whereas like, I'm like, I'm not fixing two meals for my family. So (laughs) forget it. But, and then I'm the one on the flip side. I'm like, I enjoy working out. I, once I get into it, but I am terrible at the healthy eating. So I'm like, we just need to combine our forces and make one really amazing person. <laughs> for me, the healthy eating part of it that I think I struggle with is one, I don't enjoy cooking. And so the idea of having to cook healthy meals versus, you know, something that's quick and convenient is tricky. And then two, it's just, I think a lot of it is emotional for me. I I'm an emotional eater. And so when I get stressed, when I get anxious, when I feel overwhelmed, I turn to like the chips and salsa versus, you know, something a little bit healthier. Um, or we, I, at night when I'm just like, I can't think about what to fix for dinner, just order a pizza. And so just figuring out ways to make healthy eating a habit and to make it easier, I guess, is what I feel like is a struggle, especially you know, these days when we're, we're home so much more and I don't know what anyone who's listening who has younger kids will understand like the, the snacking is out of control. Like my kids would probably eat like 10 times a day if I let them. <laughs> and so just having on hand like healthy foods and 
things that are easy and quick and convenient when you're not someone who enjoys cooking or enjoys meal planning all that kind of stuff. Like what are some things that we can do to help in that area? Oh, you are talking to the right person. I don't like to cook. <laughs> okay, good. All. Like I, I'm really not, I mean, I like to eat, <laughs> yeah. but cooking, like I just don't find the joy that some other people get out of cooking. So I've actually wrote down three things. The first thing is meal planning and prep, which automatically you're probably like, Jennifer, I thought you said we don't want to cook. Um, <laughs> it's true, but like I, the way that I do meal planning and the way that I do meal prep makes it super, super fast. So I think I shared this with you, my meal planner. And if I didn't, I won't make sure I send that to you and for okay. the people who are listening. But literally it's like, if you can pick something from a category and then throw it together, that's how I meal plan. So it's like, okay, I'll have this one thing from this category, this thing from this category two, this thing from category three, boom, poof, there's a meal. And so that has helped a lot because I used to get a lot of anxiety around just figuring out what everybody was going to eat. Like you don't realize what a big pressure that is, especially when you start to have a much larger family, everybody yeah. needs to eat or else, you know, child protective services will tell me to keep your children. <laughs> and so it's really important to make sure you've got food. And then my husband and I, we used to be really guilty of the pizza and the, like the really quick convenience foods, the unhealthy convenience foods. Mm -hmm. So we started working on meal prep. Um, but we did it in such a way that's super simple that we just try to get all the food cooked and prepped in an hour. And I know that sounds like nearly impossible, but if you keep your food simple, if you cook the foods that take the longest first and the shortest last, you can really condense that time. And we actually meal prep for the week. So now I only have to cook one time, one hour, have food for the entire week and wow. boom, I'm done. And it's really simple. Um, so that's one particular way to take it out of it. Cause that way it's like, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be like gourmet. If it's got more than four or five ingredients, I'm not about that life. <laughs> you, know? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I have to keep it simple. The second thing I always talk to people about are healthy convenience foods. Like if you're not going to cook, that's fine. But things like bag salad or at the store, if they already have like a chicken that's already made or if they have like, I like to go in that, I don't want to call it the deli aisle, but the aisles that they have some of these foods that are I like the pre-packed or the pre-done. More prepared, yeah. yes. <laughs> more prepared yes. than raw. Um, that can save a ton of time and you're still not compromising good nutrition. And a lot of times I think we're really, we are really fortunate nowadays because there are so many different types of chopped veggies or, you know, bag salads or things that are pre-cut, ready to eat, ready to go. Um, and so that's huge because I'm all about saving time. And if I can have healthy convenience foods and time, even something as simple as when I go to the butcher part of the grocery store, they even have like pre-made turkey burgers. So they're not cooked, but it's like, all I have to do is slap it on a George mm -hmm. Foreman and call it good. I mean, that takes a lot of stress out of the day. And the third thing that if you can't afford this for your family, it's such a huge um, benefit is meal delivery services. Mm -hmm. So I, um, and I know some people do like the home chefs or the other things where they still have to prepare things. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the stuff that's like completely done. And my community, I were very fortunate to have a really great meal delivery service where when I calculate it, it's pretty much the same cost as me going to the grocery store. So I either talk about, I say you should do one or a combination of these three things because 
it is a rare, it is rare that I meet a person who's like, oh, you know, every day I spend 45 minutes to an hour cooking dinner mm-hmm. with my lovely children and myself, and it's perfectly balanced and healthy. It's like, that's not realistic for most people. So meal plan and prep, choose healthy convenience foods, um, and look at meal delivery options. And those are some of the ways that I've kept, you know, eating really good food, but also keeping my sanity. <laughs> oh, those are great. No, I, I like the idea of the, you know, kind of the pre we've done some of the meal delivery services before we've done like the hello fresh and things like that. And I do enjoy those because it takes the guesswork out of like the what's for dinner question that you get every night. Mm-hmm. But same thing like you, like I still don't want to cook those. <laughs> like <laughs> I will get them and I'll put them in the fridge and they're nice little pretty boxes and they'll look great. And I'll be like, okay, great. We're going to have this. And it, usually I'll try to pick like one meal a week. That's something new that we don't normally eat. And then it comes to time for dinner. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think I want that tonight. And then we end up, <laughs> you know, macaroni and cheese again. But, um, no, I think for me too, I think a lot of it is the mindset around meals. Whereas like breakfast and lunch have always been, you know, kind of a, not grab and go, but it's a little less of a production where growing up for me, dinner was more of a production. It was the sit down meal that you had like a protein and a sides and you had, you know, like conversation on the dinner table and all these things. And it, put into my mind that that's how dinner should be now. And even when you see people like on social media or on Pinterest with these, you know, these big dinner plans and these meal prep things where it's like all this work goes into one meal. And I'm like, I don't know that it has to be that difficult. And I think sometimes we make it more difficult. And when you were talking about, you know, kind of going to the grocery store aisle and finding those things that are sort of ready for you just to grab and go, you know, before we had kids, my husband and I would go and we'd pick up a rotisserie chicken and we'd always have our freezer had those steam fresh veggie bags and we'd come home and our, our dinner a couple nights a week was rotisserie chicken and vegetables out of a like steam fresh bag. And mm. that's way better than ordering pizza. And it took way less time than it would take for them to even deliver our pizza, you know? So mm. I think a lot of it like is just needing to be reminded that it doesn't have to be this four course meal every night, (laughs) that it can be simple and still be good for you and be healthy. It's kind of what I was saying about the exercise. It can look however you need it to look. And my thing is like, if you wanted to have eggs and, you know, whole wheat pancakes or something like that (laughs) for dinner. So write that down, everybody. Um, those are just your dinner for tonight. I mean, I just, I always tell people I'm looking for things like, you know, are you eating enough protein? Are you eating enough good, you know, carbohydrates and and fats in your day? And however you want to break that up is totally up to you. So somewhere along the lines, people have told us this is what breakfast needs to look like dinner and and lunch and snacks. And you have to eat this many times. And all those rules are scientifically unproven to, you know, be any kind of significance. Now, some people do have family and cultural traditions around certain meals, but guess what? We're rule breakers. We get to make our own traditions, things that make sense for us. And at the end of the day, it's like the most important thing might be, Hey, we sit down and and eat a healthy meal. Um, Maybe we sit down at like four o'clock in the afternoon and eat eggs, (laughs) turkey bacon and some yogurt and call it good. And and other times we might do something like more quote traditional, but yeah, I've talked to some of my clients before about the role that food and culture, like the culture plays on a lot of the rules we make around food. And a lot of times in my job and what my coaches do is we help bust those rules and those myths around eating and exercise and food. And it's really frees people up to feel good about the choices that they want to make. 
Yeah, it's amazing how much of it is in our head. You know, how much the mindset and the that whole like breaking, you know, blocks that you have or breaking those rules you think that you're supposed to do, you know, a lot of it is so we put it on ourselves, you know, and we and we don't have to do that all the time. So I think that's really great that you do that for your clients because that's a big part of it. I know for for me, whether it's in business or life, like mindset is such a big part of everything. You know, you have to put yourself in the right mindset and and continually do the mindset work to stay there. It's not a one and done kind of thing. You know, you're not going to get on one call with you and automatically your whole (laughs) mindset changes and you break all these barriers. It's an ongoing thing. I'm sure that you have to keep, you know, you have to keep working at it. Just like you keep working at your health and fitness. Yeah. It's never ending. The brain is yeah. the best muscle we can flex. It's not technical, oh. but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, and I love that you even said like that you don't enjoy cooking. I think that because had you not said that, I would have automatically assumed that you did because most people, again, kind of going to the social media thing, you see these, you know, social media influencers who brag about whatever meal they're fixing, or they're talking about like their meal plan for the week. And we just all assume that that y'all enjoy doing all of that, you know? I love how you so think y'all enjoy it. Y'all enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but the, the perception is that if you're in, if you're really into health and wellness and you're teaching other people to do it, that obviously you are like gung-ho. You're like, oh yeah, I've got my recipe books and I do my my meal planning and we spend four hours on Sunday planning and all these things and prepping and all this. And the reality behind it is you've got kids, you've got a life, you've got other things going on. And I think that's a big part of it is kind of pulling back that cor- that curtain. Yeah. Saying like, yeah, you might be the expert at this, but that doesn't mean that you are, you know, perfect at everything and that you haven't had your own journey. You don't also have things that you struggle with you know, enjoying doing, or, or you've had to find balance. And, you know, I think it's great to hear that part of it as well. Oh yeah. I try to be really, really honest with my clients because I'm just a regular woman, right? It was same kind of challenges that other women have. I have gained weight. I have lost weight. I have been, I, sometimes I eat pop tarts and I love it. And other times I don't, you know what I mean? Like I try to help people understand that being healthy does not mean being perfect. It just means that I'm trying to create some really great habits and it's always a journey. It's always a work in progress. And, you know, I think that's what my, some of my clients say, that that's what's what they like the best about me that I just put it all out there. And, you know, cause I know I, for me, it was important to see women who were like me, you know, and a lot of times in certain industries, particularly health and wellness, and this is certainly not a knock against some of the younger ladies or younger women who are in that field, but I got to recognize that not everybody is 18 to 22 with six pack abs and all that other stuff, but that doesn't make them any less worthy or any less healthy. So it's important to see women of all different shapes and sizes and defining health and fitness in a way that is the right definition for them. So my thing is, if you've defined it and you feel good in your skin and you're healthy, you go to the doctor and you're rocking out your numbers and all that good stuff, who cares what the number on the scale says? You know, I've been told I've been obese all my life because I'm not obese, whatever the BMI, whatever. Yeah. Um, I was always naturally very muscular. So I've always weighed more than most people. And I remember the first 15, 16 years of my life, the messages that I got from my doctor was like, I need to lose weight. And so that really shaped a lot of my thoughts and behaviors around food and exercise in the early part of my life. 
And I think it was at that transition point when I really went through the issues of divorce and and single motherhood and starting over and all that, that I really started to examine like what that really looked like for me. And especially now I'm over 40, um, you know, my body continues to change. And I also, again, have to look like, ask myself, what does that look like for me? Because yeah. things change, you know, and that's, and that's fine. And I love being strong. I love having muscles. I love being defined. But if, it, if I didn't have those things, I would still really feel good in my body because I feel really good. I have great energy. I'm able to do this and perform the way I want to. My head is clear. And that's how I have defined, you know, being healthy or being an athlete. I always tell people, I consider myself an athlete. I wear no uniform. I'm on no team. <laughs> but the mindset, I love how you talk yeah. about mindset a mindset, the behaviors, the consistency, because that's what I think athletes do. And that's how I define myself. So I could care less what I look like. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think I look good, but you know, well, <laughs> like, <yeah>. it's, important. <laughs> it's just important to have a, such a broader definition than what we see in like magazines and, and on the news, because it's just not real for most of us. And we don't want to kill ourselves trying to get to this completely unrealistic um, image of yeah. what your old health and fitness looks like. Well, I just, I applaud you for, for being that example, because I think that it's so needed. And I'm, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day. We both have daughters. Hers is a little bit older than mine. And, and we were talking just around the fact that like, I just full honesty here, I saw a photo of myself recently from, I was in like a little, I was in my swimsuit. We were at my friend's lake house and for their son's birthday party. And I was standing outside and it was just in like a photo of the kids, you know, hitting a pinata or something. And I remember seeing that photo and I just started crying. I was like, oh, I just, I look, I feel so not good in my skin right now. And we were having this conversation. I was like, I don't ever want my girls to feel that way. Like I don't, I want them to feel good about themselves. And I don't ever want them to talk to themselves the way I talk. And I've talked to myself my whole life. Mm -hmm. And we kind of were having this conversation about just how we grew up and the, and the examples we saw as kids. And, you know, we kind of, you and I, I think drip in the same generation. I don't think we're that far apart in age. And, mm-hmm. and the thing when we were younger was thin, you wanted to, you yeah. know, that heroin chic and super <laughs> tiny and no curves at all. Don't even look like you're a female, like just be just straight as a board and stick thin, almost sickly looking. And I, you know, I struggled with that a lot, like in high school, cause I've always been tall. I've always had curves. I've always, you know, had that hourglass shape when all my friends mm-hmm. did not. And in my mind it was, well, that's not that I'm not thin enough. I'm not this mm-hmm. enough. I'm not that enough. And I love that now we have so many more examples of different body types and different lifestyles that work for different people and different ideas on like, what is beauty now versus what it was then. And it just makes me feel so good that there are women out there, yourself included, that are setting an example for our younger generation, that it's not a one size fits all idea anymore, that it doesn't matter. You can be this size, this age, you know, this height, this weight, this whatever, and still be healthy and look beautiful. So thank you for doing your part to help make that the new normal. Oh, thank you so much. That, that means more to me than you can imagine. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I really mean it. Like I, I look at my daughters and I think I'm so glad that these are the examples of the women they're going to see in their life as opposed to the ones that I grew up saying, not that they are, those women weren't fine examples, but I just think that the, 
the mindset, going back to the mindset of women when we were growing up versus now is very different. And I'm very grateful for that. And I think that it's taken people stepping out of comfort zones and, you know, like you said, you started this, you didn't, you weren't 18 when you started this or 19 or 20, you know, (laughs) and I think (laughs) that in itself is a testament to go, okay, there's like, I'm not too old. You know, I'm, I'm approaching 40 and I was like, okay, well maybe I, this is just who I am now. Maybe I'm just going to be this type of mom or this type of woman. I'm like, no, that's not like, that doesn't mean that it's over for me. Like I haven't like hit that point of, you know, my life is over. There's still time for me to make changes and, and be healthy and make good examples and good decisions. And I think having someone who is an example of that to say like, no, I didn't start this when I was 22. I started it when I was 32 or 42 or 52 or however Mm -hmm. old, you know, is really powerful as well. So I just, I love your story. I love what you're doing to help women. I think it's so amazing. And just thank you for, for sharing it with us today. It means so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate that you shared so much about yourself too, because I think it, the more we can all be completely real and raw and honest and open and authentic (laughs) about our stories, because that's, that's what we all need to see. Like it was when I finally started seeing examples of people kind of like me, that I was able to be confident and step out in this journey. Like I left this very quote, stable job Mm -hmm. and like making a lot of money to do something completely, you know, weird and different, but I had so much great encouragement and examples. And so I love that you have this podcast for the people who are also kind of looking and exploring and, you know, considering new, new Mm -hmm. ways of life because it's so incredibly important. And, and for me, I just want people to know that they can do it in a healthy way, in a way that does not, you know, harm them in a way that feels good and energetic and, and fit and all of that good stuff. And you can have those things. Like you don't have to, you know, either be fit or work yourself, you know, you you can have all of those things. And so I'm just, I don't know. I'm all, I'm juiced up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yay. I love it. I love it. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for taking time to be here today. I know you're probably really busy and got things going on, but I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to chat with me. So I want you to tell everybody where they can find you if they want to follow along with you or learn more about how they can work with you. And of course, I'll have everything linked, but let us know where we can find you. Yeah, the first place you can go to is my website, therealjennifernagel.com. Or if you are a social media person, you can find me on Instagram Instagram at therealjennifernagel. So that's me. Perfect. I love it. Well, and like I said, I'm going to link to all that below so they can easily just scroll down, click the links, find you, follow you and work with you if they want to. And thank you so much for being here. I would love to have you back on in the future and maybe even dive a little deeper into some of the things we talked about today. Cause I'm sure we could have gone super deep on some of those. I, I love this surface level today, but then I want to dive deeper in the future. So hopefully you'll come back on and we can chat some more. I'd love that. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. Well, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. A huge thank you again to Jennifer for taking time out of her busy schedule to chat with us. Make sure you go follow her on social media and keep up with all the incredible things that she is doing out there for women. That does it for this week's episode. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me in it so I can see where you're listening and what you're up to this week. 
Have a wonderful week. Enjoy this crisp, cool fall weather. Hopefully it sticks around for a while. I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye.